Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Breaking Absolutes. This is, I think, only the second time that I'm doing a part two. Uh, I did that with um, Arjun Lukasen um, of Ariane fame. Uh, today, I'm going to talk again with Stephanie Cabral, um, you know, likely the most celebrated metal photographer out there, at least certain one of them. Um, I People know, if they know me very well or have been following my artistic stuff very long, that uh, imagery is really important to my creative process. Um, photography, illustration, painting, um, I usually seek it just just for inspiration. I, um, I love it. I spent time at the Louvre. Uh, everywhere I go, I, I, tend, I go to museums and, and um, attend openings. It's a big deal to me. So when I was introduced to Stephanie's work, I was excited to, to dig deeper after we had our initial conversation. So today we're going to um, look at a couple of images that we saw last time, a bunch of new stuff that we just didn't have time for. We'll talk more about um, the other stuff Stephanie's doing. Um, and you can follow along with us in this journey of some really, really cool metal images. So with that, let me bring Stephanie on. Stephanie, welcome again. What's up, Peter? Hey. I, well, with an intro like that, like I have a lot to live up to. Um, no, well, the, the, the proof's in the pudding. When we get to the images, anybody who hasn't, it, it, I mean, they may very well have seen your work and just not known who the person behind the camera was. Because sometimes, you know, the, the, the artists behind the work are not as celebrated or as, as recognized. But um, if they don't, this is the chance for us to, to let them know because it's, um, it's a, what we used to call at Microsoft a non-trivial amount of work. Like you've been doing this for a long time. And um, there's just almost not a, a, a meaningful band that you haven't shot in one way or another. So it's all deserved is, is my point. <laughs> Why, thank you. That's a nice way of saying I'm old. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I don't think that would hold up if anybody's watching. Um, okay, so uh, just before we, sh we kicked off, you were telling me one of the reasons that we the schedule lined up for this conversation the way it did is because you've been busy. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to. Well, last weekend was the very first festival I've shot in over two years. I used to do festival circuits regularly for both uh, – John Reese and Danny Wimmer. And so everything from Louder Than Life and Knotfest and Ozfest, but because of the pandemic, nothing. So I uh, did a festival. They uh, had really tight um, because of COVID. So pretty much it was no press. So there was only a very few photographers that got approved to shoot Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, headlined by Metallica. And so I was four days lugging around 35 plus pounds of camera gear for, you know, Cypress Hill headline one day, the Misfits, and then Metallica two nights, and everybody from, you know, my friends in Death Angel and Testament to suicidal tendencies to even like bands that weren't metal, The Offspring and Machine Gun Kelly and stuff like that. So wow. I'm a little tired. It's only, it's hasn't even been a week and I'm still recuperating. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, I, I was aware of it, but I, I guess I didn't look deep enough onto uh, who was on the bill. That's um, quite the who's who. Uh, it's, I mean, it was Mudvayne, it was uh, Avatar. I'm like, I, I forget how many bands actually played. It's, it, it tends to become a blur in this moment. I'm, not, I'm thinking about my friends, and it, it's also weird going to a festival or going to a show and seeing people I know really well 
and just being able to wave to them from the stage. You know, because of COVID, it was nobody backstage, just the bands. Um, I was in a little media area and, and it's, you know, nobody in the media area without a mask. Um, so very, very different. You know, there was no hanging out with friends and, you know, what's up. I texted a few people and said, hey, if you see me in the pit, you know, pose for me. Like Ted from Death Angel, of course. Yeah. He's posed with his <laughs> guitar right down on me. Just what you want. But yeah, other than like, I, I saw Chuck Billy's wife and I ran into Rita Haney while well, she was at the, uh, it's Dimebag Daryl's uh, widow. Uh, she was at uh, her merch booth, got me a shirt. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You were showing you see me see it? That. Yeah. We, yeah, it looks great. It's mostly cool because it's a photo I took a dime in 1994. Oh, that's great. So, so yeah. I was like, oh, I need one of those. So cool. So yeah, so then I spent three days, four days editing photos, and now I'm home. Is the do you ever when you do those? And we're gonna we're gonna get to the photography, but just okay. a little conversation first. You um when when you do these shows, do you ever get hired? Are you always kind of um I don't know if stringer is the right term, but are you are you freelancing it, or are you ever brought to these specifically by the band to capture them because they want stuff for their own portfolio? Does that does that make sense? Yes. So for bands are cheap, so they don't want to pay me, but, um, for festivals in the past, I've been hired by the actual promoter. Okay. So like Danny Wimmer would hire me to shoot everything. We'd split it up between like a team of photographers on who was going to shoot which band. Cause there's three stages kind of a thing. Um, and that's doing like louder than life. Uh, you know, those like, uh, welcome to Rockville, all the, the touring, like rock radio festivals. Um, for this particular instance, I was hired by Metal Hammer Magazine to cover the, the festival. Okay. So it was just for them, not for the bands. But of course, you know, if if the magazine doesn't use a Death Angel photo and Death Angel says, "Hey, you got any photos of us?" You know, then that always works out too. So if a if a concert's coming through town, a tour's coming through town, and and um, you're not necessarily, the, the band isn't hiring you to, to come out. Will you go and take photos to opportunistically have photos to sell? Or is that not really, are you kind of beyond doing that kind of work? Cause I know guys locally here in Seattle who do that. They kind of are on, I guess the, the press list, they'll go and they'll shoot the event because it's an event in town. Right. And, um, I used to do that a lot more. Now it's a little bit, especially in Los Angeles, you know, where it's, it's a little bit, uh, more populated, crowded with press photographers, I usually have to have a specific assignment. So either the band is requesting me to be there or a magazine is requesting me to be there. So when I was working at Yahoo as like photo editor, I could shoot anything I wanted and use it on Yahoo's Yahoo music site and just have like a little photo gallery of, it didn't matter if it was, you know, lady gaga jay-z or slayer you know i could still create a little like you know uh, promotion for them on yahoo's website um and shoot whoever i wanted or i would just shoot bands and you know just have that in my portfolio in case they needed it but nowadays well if i know a band i will i will definitely do that like good friends would Death Angel or Fear Factory or Testament, if they were coming to town, absolutely, I would shoot them just because I want to shoot them. Uh, bigger bands, pretty much you're only going to get approved if the band asks you to be there or you have a specific assignment. Okay. 
Yeah, just a little insight into that. I there's there's some guys I know here locally who who do a lot of the uh, shows, and so it's well, interesting for me to go ahead. And there there are photographers that shoot for like uh, image services, so like Getty uh, oh, Wire nice. Image Service. So they'll shoot everything, hoping they sell a print to. Doesn't matter if it's the L.A. Times or you know rock soldiers in you know New Zealand. You know it's it, and they get they get pennies for the shot but they're all about quantity so they want to shoot everything i mean i had a friend who was going out doing three different things a night you know red carpet events and stuff like that and you know just barely scraping by because it's, it's all about the quantity yeah it's interesting you say that because i was looking for some band images months ago i can't even remember what for and i somehow i happened upon a link over to getty images and i saw almost every artist that i wanted to do they had a bank of images of that artist um and it, obviously it's watermarked with getty and I, right. I i didn't i didn't do anything with them I, I guess my assumption is if you decided to license it then they remove the watermark and then correct right but but when you do that is there some kind of royalty back to the artist no okay so, it's in the same way that i shoot so photographers are shooting a band to promote them. So it's free publicity for them, but you're not licensing that image for anything other than promotional use. So you can't buy that image from Getty and make t-shirts or posters in the same way that I can't sell any of my images or make t-shirts or posters. I can't, I just shot Metallica Sunday. I can't make a Metallica t-shirt out of a, a photo I shot of Hetfield, no matter how cool it is. The only reason there's a dime bag shirt is because, you know, his estate made the shirts. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. That's really good. It's, I just love to get the, the inside scoop on the industry part. Um, all right. So let's kind of, I'm going to move over to this screen and we're going to look at some images. A um, few of these, I think we may have looked at before, but as I was going through and she, um, for, for folks who were with us before, Stephanie's done some upgrades on her website. So there's even more goodies to look at. Um, so a few of these that we may have looked at before, but I kind of went through, I think almost everything and just have made some notes on some uh, images that, that struck me that I want to talk about and obviously get the backstory and context. Um, but this, uh, this image is one of them. And I love it for the composition. I love, and I don't know if the, if the smoke is an actual effect uh, in the room or if that's something you've added, but talk to us about this one. I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I, it's, well, I, I'll let you tell me and then, and then, then I'll ask some questions. Well, as I told you in part one, I am not a big fan of doing a lot of After Effects okay. uh, in Photoshop. I prefer to do it in the camera. So absolutely, the smoke was real. I used a cold, dry ice uh, fog machine that kind of I, I actually made, I believe. <laughs> so it was a dry ice fog machine, and we had the, the dry ice fog going over his head. Um, this shoot in particular at the time, this is Lizzie Borden. At the time, he didn't have a band. So he just wanted solo shots for his upcoming uh, record. And he wanted, God, he had a bunch of different interests, but we decided to do kind of a high contrasty thing. Yeah. So, so, you know, he wanted his face kind of washed out. Um, so yeah, we just dry smoke, lots of contrast and it's just him and literally did that in his brother's kitchen. Like, you know, the, they were like five miles away from my house. It was like, what can we set up here and do? And since it's just one person, you don't need a lot of space. It's not like doing a whole band. Right. It's really striking. I mean, if you look close enough, you end up seeing that he's he's got his hands up and he's holding his hair up. 
but right. it, I, it wasn't where my eye went first. So when I was just concentrating on his face and the composition at the center, um, it just looked like this kind of floating head. There's a little bit of menace in his eyes. I Agree. Love- well, I mean, the jet black hair, the eyeliner, yeah, yeah. The, the green eyes, it's, you know, the composition, I liked it too. Yeah, it's a very striking image. Yeah, really well done on this one. There's a, I'm going to just pop around because there's some, some um, images I want to look at. It's all good stuff. This one, um, I wanted to ask about this one because I love, I mean, he, what's interesting about this is it's a band photo, uh, but you're not really seeing the faces. So there's this, uh, there's a mystery there. And obviously, you know, in, used contextually, this image is going to be understood for who they are. But I wanted to know the story on this because I can see the light behind the, the long shadows heading towards us, the blue and the, the, the you know, the orange. Um, this is a very striking image, too. So I wanted a story on this one. <laughs> so full disclosure, this is what we call a happy mistake. Okay. <laughs> so this is Armored Saint and we were doing promo shots for them out at the Sepulveda Dam and it was sunset. The sun had already gone down. I had definitely an orange yellow light behind them to try and mimic that sunset um, because I wanted to do shots even after the sun was gone. And I had a strobe in front of them that didn't fire. It was a misfire. And so when I was going through all their edits, um, there was a bunch of photos that were super cool where the band was lit up. And then I saw this one. I'm like, I know I'm not usually a fan of silhouettes, but this one's kind of cool. So I put it in their, their folder of, check it out. Maybe you like it. And they hit me up. They're like, Hey, don't release this to the label. We're going to save this and use it as posters that we're going to sign at our VIP meet and greets. So they use this as their like VIP meet and greet autograph poster. Cause they liked it. Cause it was, it's an artsy photo. It's not a promo photo. You yeah. know, you would never want to use this to promote a band because you can't tell who the band is. Yeah. No, but for, for the initiated, right. For people who are fans, this is a gorgeous image. I mean, it is the colors and, uh, and I, you know what, it's, uh, I know it's a happy accident. And as a creative myself, I know that even writing songs or writing fiction, things happen, you don't plan, but then they turn out great. But I also think that's a consequence of kind of, you know, the, your process and the fact that you're, you're putting it together. So you, you get to own the accident. Uh, but, right. but this, this image is really, really cool. I, I'm not surprised that they, they wanted to use this one. I thank you. Yeah. Um, Again, I always love the sky. The sky is just like a natural, like great background. Okay, I'm fast forwarding. I mean, it's all good stuff, but there's just a few that I want to be sure That's we get good. time to talk about. Uh, I think I think it was down in your. I'm gonna go here to your live, live stuff. stuff. Yeah, we um, we talked about some of these. There's. A, I'm just. I, I'll go out of order. So no this image here. Um, I mean, ha, I guess the one of the questions I had is, um, did you? Were these guys doing other things that was creating pyrotechnics on stage or did you, was this a right place, right time for like a single instance of pyro? Right place, right time. So this was at the uh, Revolver Golden Gods Awards and fairly small uh, theater. I think it holds like 3000 people. It's like Nokia Live. I don't know what they call it now, but um, I was in the balcony. So I was getting more wide shots of the band and I saw him light a torch and, you know, from up above, I could kind of see him like, putting stuff, you know, fuel in it. And I was like, "Uh Oh, he's going to do something. Uh-huh. So yeah, I was just ready. And, uh, the, the full shot 
I have it kind of cropped in to fit on my website, but the full shot is actually more of a vertical. And they use that as an ad for, I think, the, the Golden Gods. There was an ad, I, it might even be in my tear sheet section, where they used uh, this full image because it's, uh, he's almost trying to kill the drummer. Looks well, like. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, you, you, you captured this at such a perfect moment because I was looking at it and I assumed, I mean, crazy as it sounds, I assumed what he's spitting out there is some sort of lighter fluid or something. Right, right. Combust. And then you've got the drummer there who's drumming, but whose face is about to get melted off. And it didn't even move. It's And again, when you're shooting live, there's some people, especially newer photographers, that'll just shoot a thousand frames a second. Yeah. Whereas, again, I'm old school, so I'm used to shooting for film. So I'm like ready. So when I'm like, I see somebody like a singer walk up on the drum riser, I'm like, oh, he's going to jump. I got to be ready to capture that jump. It was the same kind of thing with this. I saw him like do like that. And I saw a torch. I'm like, uh oh, there's going to be some pyro. Yeah. So I was ready. Yeah, well, gosh, I mean, that's just, that's a real credit to um, your skill, because I've seen that same, I've seen that technique, you know, some of these cameras now seems like they can snap off 20 images in a second or something. Right. Um, and fire is a little tricky live too, because fire will overexpose everything you shoot. So if you're shooting like Slayer and they have giant firebombs go off, it's just going to totally wash out. So you have to know and instantly just like um shut everything down on your camera so you don't get as much light in so it's not super overexposed yeah because if you don't then you get just nothing but a white image and it's awful yeah well this one's glorious to look at Thank um you. Uh, of <laughs> course this is this is this one of those ones where you say this guy's gonna jump so i'm gonna catch bruce midair so Bruce has a tendency, he, he'll start off down by, and I don't even think it's the drum riser because I think Nico's pretty high, but back of the stage and he would run forward and kind of like jump off of a monitor into the air. And, you know, he does that almost every time. So when, when Bruce is running towards me, I'm like, I'm ready. Cause you know, he's going to jump in the air and do his Bruce thing. And I think this image was actually film. I think this is old enough where this might be, I have two of them. So maybe this isn't, but Anyways, yes, I was ready. Yeah, no, you cut. That's another one that's just glorious. You caught him in the moment of emotion, and uh, yeah, it's fun one. To, it's a fun one to look at. Um, Thank you. I this, really like this one. You know, I, I, this is a crazy thing to notice, but the thing I noticed with this one is here we are at a metal concert, and almost everybody in the in the crowd is female. <laughs> <laughs> that's not usually the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, not usually. It depends on the band, yeah, right? Yeah. So he definitely has some female followers. The cool thing about this was this might have even been Aftershock like four or five years ago. Um, I'm running alongside him. Yeah. So it's a lot of times people don't think about the angle of the photo. You're like, oh, that's a cool photo. But you're like, yeah, in order for the photographer to get that, they had to be on the stage right behind the artist. So he jumped into the photo pit area and I am running alongside of him. There's a, a video cameraman in front of him that's walking backwards. So I don't want just a close-up of him. I'm trying to get the crowd, but he's probably close to a foot taller than I am. So I'm literally like focusing in on him with the wide angle lens and doing the Hail Mary, like, you know, <laughs> let's let's see if I can get the shot where it's a little bit above him where I could see some of the crowd. And I think I got three or four shots like this that uh came out and this was my favorite of the 
Yeah. The field. That was exactly my second question because it looks like the, the vantage point from the stage. Um, so, I mean, uh, the gymnastics of getting a, this shot like this is really cool to hear. Right. Like if I was on the stage, it wouldn't be at, like the background wouldn't be as clear because you'd have to zoom in. So it would blur out the background a little uh, bit. And uh, you can kind of see a little bit that it, it, it curves a little bit because it's with the, the mild fisheye lens. So I'm like, I'm, I'm literally right next to him with, I mean, the camera's probably a foot and a half away from his face. Yeah. I, I imagine he loved this one. This is a, this a great shot. Thank you. Um, so here's the interesting, here's my interesting editorial on this. So knowing, okay. knowing Brian's faith, this, this has a certain poignancy if you have that context. Now it could be that that has nothing to do with it, but did, has he seen this picture? You know, that I don't know. Somebody had said to me like, oh, that would be a great shot for his guitar endorsement. And I think I even forwarded it along to, I don't even remember, he plays Ibanez or something. And I think they had already, it was like past deadline for like the NAMM show or whatever. But I really liked this shot when it came out. I think I shot the whole set of corn, but just the way he was lit at this specific time, him in the air, I mean, he's got the Jesus Christ pose. His face could be on a cross, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just with that backlit blue. So a lot of times stages will have lights right behind the artist. And the trick is you don't want the light to just drown out the subject. So I try and like, if I have to bend down a little bit to make sure that light is right behind their head, it'll give that glow. So he definitely has the, the blue light coming from behind him that's giving him that rim light, that glow. And even on his, on his right arm, you can see a little bit of the glow of the blue light that's yeah. coming from behind him, as well as like the white light that's shining in front of him. So just- Yeah, I mean, you captured of, this so well because um, I know that digital artists will do this where they create this, um, they'll limb the edges of something to get, make it pop, uh, give it some dimension. Your the light the way you've caught the light here across his guitar and his hands and his arms, all around his hair, is just I mean it's really just an amazing shot. Um, and then you lend to that like the you know the the expression that he's got on his face is so unique. And if he hasn't seen this image, I would make sure you somehow through your channels you get it to him. I think he's going to adore this for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I think it's really, it's always hard for me to take credit for a live in it image because well a lot of it has to do with what's the artist doing what's the the sure. lighting director doing you sure. know so it's uh, I'm I'm timing so I'm I'm one part of it but I'm not I'm definitely not all of it sure. I can't take as much credit as I could for a studio shot well but, you know yeah. you can pass some credit around but you're you're part of that that chain of of you know creatives that brought this you know this moment to to you know viewers. So it's, this one struck me. So I wanted to be sure we spent some time on it. We spent a lot of time on this one last time. I still we talked love about this. that. This is uh, this this could be an iconic or should be an iconic metal image. Just period. Um, you know, a, a similar image, and it wasn't mine. Went around that was like a metal meme. It was something like you know, metal family or or metal brings people together. But he wasn't looking at the camera. I was like, oh, they should have stolen my image instead of that one. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, we 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 talked a little about it last time, but the way you've you've caught him looking back at the camera, the, the, you know, the, the angle of his chair, everybody. I mean, it's even even the way that it's and the whole thing is uh, at an angle with 
whatever the stadium is. Um, it's just the composition of it's just, and, and probably a lot of this is instinct for you now, but, um, you know, if you spend time looking at something like this, it just, I think it continues to suggest something to you. At least it does to me. That's why I love looking at them. So much. I look, and you know, I don't print off a lot of my own photos. I don't have my house decorated with my photos. Um, I keep it kind of plain, you know, not metal. My office is very metal, but the rest of my house isn't. This image I had printed black and white on metal and it's, it's in our uh, studio. So oh, I do have this one. Yeah, that's good. That, this one deserves it. This one deserves a lot more press. This is one, maybe when we're done here, we, we should feature this in our, in our posts about, about this conversation. Um, I wanted to ask about <clears throat> this one. Um, I mean, it, it might just be the case that, you know, you, you have this vantage point when you're doing live, but I mean, um, as a singer myself, being able to see a singer like at the you know, full weight of expression, the way this is with Chester, and you can see, you can see the pressure in his neck as he's getting this right. scream out. Did you, uh, is this something that you, you had seen in this and you said, I got to capture that? Or is this another just like right place, right time thing? Um, to be honest, probably right place, right time. I mean, from experience, you know, the one thing I hate is, you know, when, when you have, people who take photos of a singer who's like this. I'm like, how boring is that? You're seeing somebody's <laughs> eyes and a microphone. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, the side is way better. Or even if, even if they're doing this, if you go to the side, that's a way better shot than this, Yeah. you know? So, so I always try and maneuver myself to try and get that side shot. Cause again, you don't want the microphone to, to block all them out, but he was so intense. And, you know, to be honest, I think this was, uh, when he was singing for STP, oh. I think it was like louder than life or another one of those festivals. And I think it was, he was filling in for, well, not filling in. He was singing for STP at the time, Yeah. but uh, yeah, when it came, it was just veins popping out and neck and you can even see the little tiny veins in his throat. Yeah. Yeah. You um, absolutely can. And as horrible as it is, you know, everybody, everybody is endeared by uh, a photo that memorializes somebody who's gone so whether it's him or peter Steele or dimebag daryl you know those those shots you know people seem to to uh, enjoy the most yeah so yeah they, they, there's another layer of meaning to them um, right and they get they get invested with the emotion that that um you know that you have with their passing and that you have invested in their music um that's one of the reasons i want to stop on this one but there's all kinds of really cool things you've captured here with the, the light and the shadow and um, his expression. It's just a great shot. Um, obviously this, it's always cool to see ACDC. Yeah. Is this one of those ones where you were kind of looking for the eyes to hit you so you could kind of, I mean, this is also the case where, you know, uh, I mean, I started my career really in the, in the early nineties. I mean, I shot a little bit before that, but pretty much in the early nineties. So just to round out my website, I didn't want to just have stuff from the last, you know, five years. So yeah. this, I think was, I can't see the date because it's behind your head, but I think it's like 95, 96, maybe 94. So just trying to, to pull out some old photos and everybody loves ACDC. Yeah. So I had some wide shots of the stage that was pretty cool, but you know, the fact that Brian Johnson is pretty much looking at me and pointing in my direction and I was like score. And that was definitely slide film. Yeah, this is this is iconic because of the the way Brian's looking at you, the the pose that you're getting, um, 
it's uh, the whole thing is just really really great and I'm, I'm glad you're including some of the older stuff um this is this one's one that i wanted to look at i mean sometimes a band will point at you specifically and sometimes the the singer is just pointing at the group of photographers or just pointing at yeah. the crowd you know i mean i like i said i just did aftershock i got chuck billy po you know pointing at me i had uh, the guitar player from in this moment posing for me i had uh, i had a few other people that you know i knew that were like dude <laughs> but this he was probably i mean it was a it was probably the forum in la someplace like that so it was fairly big i have a sure. feeling he was just po you know oh, it just that's okay you can i mean the, the the beauty of being able to look at an image like this is it you know you get to believe it's personal if you get to the aussie one it's definitely personal okay yes wow when is it when was this one taken <laughs> this was 98 probably it this was actually a kiss press conference like when do you get all four members in front of the kiss logo at a press conference so they did a press conference at man's chinese theater but no one needs to know that um so they you know i i was invited because i worked for it magazine at the time and and this was a great like band shot of kiss it's like perfect it's simulated live yeah absolutely i thought it was a live shot of course why wouldn't you yeah that's that's perfect uh okay here uh, back to kiss yeah this, I mean, the, I, what I love, it looks like you're using that fisheye lens a little bit here too. I definitely am. So the good thing about the fisheye is you, know, you can definitely overuse it, but when you're in a, in a cramped confined space or when you need to get the whole stage and you're confined to a photo pit that's against the stage, it's really one of the only ways to get a giant stage like this. And when I saw Paul getting ready to jump, I mean, he was basically right over me. So it looks like he's jumping 15 feet in the air. It's probably two feet, but it <laughs> makes it look extra big. So I loved it. Yeah, it looks epic. I, yeah, absolutely. I bet he loved it too, if he has if he's oh, seen it. I mean, and not to mention, he's like almost as old as my parents. So it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, mostly what I see now is um, he's doing some sort of songwriter uh, masterclass. I, I get the uh, Facebook pop up on that all the oh. time. Um, did we, did we talk about this one? Um, I've got it on my list. Um, just we talked about the Alice Cooper one with the knives yeah, because that's it, right. was a, that's right. it was a pose shot. It was a, it was a studio shot. And this, I, I don't think this was from the same show, but, um, I've had a fairly good relationship with his team over the years. So like there was like three shows in the row in a row where they gave me the full set. So uh -huh. normally you're a photographer's only allowed to shoot three songs. They let me shoot the whole thing, which is great for Alice because it's such a show. So I just, I like the fact you could see his whole mouth. He's in the straight jacket. He's lit with the little green light on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but he's not a young person. And so no. I love that this, you know, and, and, you know, this is a bias of mine, but I think that, that rock and roll and metal and and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's one of the genres of music that um, is not uh, um, doesn't delimit itself based upon age, whether the performer or the fan. There are others I think that are for what, whether organically or um, artificially, um, they seem restricted, you know, on that. But but this image when I look at it. What I what I see is I see a long history of one of the most celebrated stars, and his face reflects all of that experience. I mean, I think it's really really cool. 
I mean, some people would be kind of like, Ooh, look at the wrinkles. I'm like, no way. It's awesome. Like all the little cracks and crevices in his face. I'm just like, that is amazing. I mean, I remember being in kindergarten and seeing like Alice Cooper video and thinking it was like scary stuff. He had like, welcome to my nightmare came out when I was a little kid. And I was like, my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah. No, that's ex- you said it exactly right. Um, I think that that, that all of the, those little imperfections in the face are exactly what make this such a compelling image. Um, I suspect if he's seen this, he loves this. This is great. This is a great uh, Alice Cooper image. I mean, there are so many artists that are like to be unrealistically young, but he, I, yes. I think, you know, that yeah. it's perfect for Alice. Yeah, that's it's a really good image. The next photo is my fun photo. Yeah. Because if he's not looking at you, uh, you uh, never know. That was that was definitely me. So that okay. was at Ozfest in LA, and you know, very few people get approved to shoot Ozzy, and I think like Ross Halfen's one of the few that usually shoots him. Um, but I was uh, Ross was not there, so I was second. <laughs> I mean, not that I was second. I was asked to shoot Ozzy, uh, basically as the only photographer. So for the festival, for publicity, for Metal Hammer. So I kind of, anybody who wanted Aussie photos from OzFest, they were shots that I took that Sharon Osborne's team approved. And um, so I'm the only person in the photo pit, which is weird, you know, in in a venue that holds 50,000 people. And I'm, you know, normally anywhere from 20 to 80 photographers and it's just me. So I'm clicking away and Aussie just looked at me and was like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, I just, my, my teenage self just cried. That's so awesome. And uh, their, their team posted this on their Instagram and stuff. So I was like, all right, I guess that means it's approved. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I like about this is um, Ozzy very often when he smiles, looks, looks a little bit um, manic. Um, he has, a, he has, well, I mean, it's worked for him. I mean, his smile has a, uh, has a little bit of tension in it that I think works really well with how he communicates his music and his his persona. This particular smile seems really joyful. I, I'm, and it's, it's rare for me to see that particular smile on Ozzy's face. It's unique. He seemed to have fun. And as like looking at it now as like the critic in me, like I know this image is, before anybody says anything, I know it's his face is a hair soft because when you're far away, you have a very shallow depth of focus. And when he's on the mic, you can see his hand, his right hand is super sharp because I was focusing. That's where he was. And at the last minute he went. So it's one of those cases where the actual shot is so cool that I'm going to include it, even though I know his face is a hair uh, uh, soft, but you kind of can get away with that live because there's so much movement that there's a lot of movement blur. I mean, yeah. his thumb's out of focus because of, you know, it's out of the depth of field, but you know, I, still love it. I see everything you just described when you say it, but if you hadn't said it to me, uh, you know, I, that none of that would have mattered. It was really, of course, it's just cool. Yeah. And most people look at it on their phone and they're never going to notice that, you know, yeah. his mouth is a hair, not so sharp, but I'm right now you have it up and I'm looking at it on my laptop. So I'm seeing it big. I'm like, <laughs> his hair looks sharp. His hand looks sharp, but I think his face is. He's either moving a little bit or he's, it's just uh, the depth of field thing, but it's still, 
Come it's on. A- Ozzy gave me the... Ozzy Osbourne gave me the thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the creator of heavy metal gave me the <laughs> thumbs up. I can die now. Yeah. I think the fact that his team authorized it for to, to basically, you know, represent him tells you everything you need to know. About, oh, yeah. About that image. Uh, oh, but this is just a this is a great shot. But it's also um, uh, Rodrigo and Gabriela, for folks who haven't heard them. I mean, they're a really stunning um, acoustic guitar duo. Um, and you've got her, of course, I don't know if she's been jumping or if she's banging her head. Um, was this a, was this a, a live show near you or? So this was actually at the Hollywood bowl. Okay. And I was asked to shoot this because they were having Marty Friedman and Robert Trujillo guest with them. Oh, wow. So to be honest, I think I was, sh- I think it was for guitar world. They wanted shots of Marty Friedman playing with Rodrigo and Gabriella. Um, I didn't find out until after sound check that I was going to be shooting from the soundboard. So last minute I rented a 600 millimeter lens, which is like three feet tall and weighs like 20 pounds. So this is shot from probably 150 feet away, oh, 100 wow. feet away. So I'm really far away. Um, but to round out my website, I didn't want it to be just all metal, even right. though it's metal so and they're kind of metal the first time i saw them was at a tiny venue maybe 100 people because their publicist was like i think you would like them they play they play metal songs just with like you know spanish flamenco guitar and i had a great time and i've been following them ever since and uh so this was kind of a little bit of a a metal crossbreed because like i said robert and uh marty freeman were there yeah i mean you i love how you've captured them like where they are in the performance and um, they're so gifted for folks who haven't Absolutely. had a chance. Anybody who loves guitar music, I think would it would appreciate um, if they haven't go check these guys out. And it's out. a way you could take your like mom to a concert and yeah. like, know all the tunes. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a big good one. Um, okay, this is one where, again, it looks like the fisheye, but you just, he's looking down at you and he's playing his guitar in your face, right? Absolutely. So I was supposed to do a quick photo shoot with them, I think it was for Revolver right before they went on stage. And there was some issue, they were having some technical issues. So I literally got like three guys and was talking to them. And I did, I might've even did a couple of just solo shots of him backstage because I couldn't get the whole, the whole band just couldn't come together for whatever reason. So once they were on stage, this is Black Veil Brides, by the way. And I've done a decent amount of stuff with Black Veil Brides. He saw me and he was just posing hardcore. And yeah, I mean, I usually try and carry two bodies. So I have one body with a medium to long lens and then one with that fisheye because the fisheye will capture everything for when, you know, when a singer comes in close to your camera, if you don't have a fisheye on, you're just going to get a blurry mess. Crowd surfers, stuff like that. It's great for. So you can definitely tell like his guitar is curved a little bit, but it would have been a much different shot without that fisheye. You wouldn't have seen the guitar. You would have just saw his face. You no, know, I'm so. uh, by calling attention to the fisheye. That's not for me. That's not a criticism at all. I love the effect, um, and this just looks epic. Um, you know, his guitar fills up so much of this thing. He's giving you the a, a good rock like teeth grin. They pose well. Yeah, yeah, they, they got the pose. Yeah, I just shot them. Um, well, so I shot. They were at Aftershock, okay. And then for Metallica, because of COVID, we had to shoot at the soundboard. And I'm standing on the. They had like a little, 
the barricade has a step on it. So we were in front of the soundboard, 150 feet back, stepped up, and I turn around and all the Black Veil Brides is standing right behind me in front of the soundboard wearing their masks. And so I jumped down and I'm like, hey, you guys don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it's kind of cute that you guys are all there with your mask on in front of the metallic <laughs> soundboard. Can I get a picture? They're like, yeah. And they're like, one of the guys is like, you came to my house. And I'm like, yeah. And the other guy's like, hey, we went and, and flew drones together. I'm like, yeah. Like I've done a lot of like feature stuff with uh, Metalheimer with them. So. Oh, that's cool. Super cool. So we kind of are friendly with a band and they pose for you. Bonus, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you've been doing it so long and I think you have the reputation and you know, have worked with some of these bands that there's a familiarity that probably helps you get, you know, if someone's more comfortable, they're going to probably be a better picture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, this is a good one. Um, one of the questions I, I had uh, looking at a couple of these here, and we looked at this one last time too, but is um, when you get access on the, on the stage, is that like a unique thing? Or is that like if you're at a show and you've got a press pass, do you get some amount of stage? Like, <laughs> Never. Okay. So if, if you get a photo pass, it's first three songs in the photo pit, then get the hell out. Okay. Um, when it's instances like this, it's usually, I know the band, or if it's like, if I'm shooting for a modern drummer and I need to get a drummer shot, then I'll ahead of time ask management, hey, can you ask them if I can have one song on the drum riser so I can get this shot. Usually if I have a drummer shot, it's because I asked the drummer himself or management if it's cool. Usually I ask the drummer, like I have shots of Vinnie Paul behind his drum set. And I was like, mm -hmm. I asked his manager or his tour manager. And then they circle around. Vinnie's like, third song, come on up. You're good for, you know, one song. And then, you know, yeah. get out of the way. I'm like, cool. So yeah, it's always, it's always an ask the drummer and management. Yeah, these are great images that, that you captured. And it's it's one of those things where you have to ask because 90% of the photographers are never going to get that shot. So it's always great to, to have something that nobody else is going to get. Here's another one that's, uh, I don't know if he's looking at you or near you, but it, it, it's haunting because it looks like he's staring it at us. It looks like he's looking at me. It's hard to tell because, I mean, I, I know Corey a little bit, but... Uh, you know, he's wearing the mask. It's like, and I'm probably 10 feet away. I'm in the photo pit, but there's also probably 20 photographers around me. You know, I think it was a knot fest. So it's hard to tell on that instance. The color in this is, is beautiful. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, these are all good. I just want to make sure we have time to look at some specific ones that no, I... Please do. You know, Aussie one. Okay. I'm a blabbermouth, so I talk forever. No, no. This is why I wanted to have the conversation. I wanted to, um, uh, there's you. Hey, where's the nose <laughs> ring? What happened to the nose ring? Um, it's still in there, but uh, with COVID, you can't wear it underneath the mask very well. Oh, you usually yeah. wear a spike, to be honest. And I was told that that's not a very professional photo, so I need to replace that. But uh, this is a photo that Phil, from the singer of Sacred Reich, took this while I was doing a photo shoot with him, he's like, oh, my friend Stephanie, and he posted it. So I was like, it's the only photo I, one of the only photos I have of me holding a camera. So I was like, all right, I'll just throw that on my website for now. Uh, well, I mean, arguably, given the subject matter you usually shoot, this seems appropriate to me. 
So the good thing about me and my nose ring and being metal is I can look like that for Slayer, or I can look like that when I have a corporate event, you know? So I, I definitely can be a little bit of a chameleon. The yeah. nose ring will pop out definitely for, you know, Slayer and Metallica shows. But um, if I'm shooting, you know, a pop star or a corporate event, I yeah. wear the retainer. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So here's, here's some of the uh, images that I think you were talking about. Um, it's like you, this is pictures of you taking pictures. Pretty much. Yeah. I just threw up kind of a little collage of me at work. Cause it's kind of like, I'm usually the, the unseen hero, yeah. the little fly on the wall. And, you know, sometimes a publicist will snap a shot of me working or a friend. So I just think it's kind of funny, you know, just whatever I was doing. I mean, in this scene right here, you can see me next to Howard Stern, yeah. who I love. I'm, I'm laying on the ground shooting in flames. And then there's a, Paul Stanley was doing a press conference for Ibanez and I'm trying to get the crowd plus Paul in it. So I have that fisheye lens on and I'm like, hand over my head. I focus beforehand and then I put it above um, the one in the middle. God, I, I can't even tell what band that is, but I'm shoot, I'm trying to get shots of the drummer. It might be Suicidal Tendencies. Then it's Metallica's on the right and I was shooting them. And what I, what yeah. I like is you, you get, you know, you, not, you can't reduce all of your skill and technique to a few comments on a show like this, but you get a little peek at some of the things you do to capture these images. Cause here in this image, you're like really up close. This guy's like right in your face with his hands. Um, you, you see your, like you said, you're down here, you're on the floor so you can get a sort of vantage point. I, it's, it's fun for me to see, um, you know, some of the things you do in order to capture the angles and stuff that you, that you are getting. Right. I mean, I've, been on stage, been on it. Like with that Dave McClain machine head shot, I was on a drum riser that was four feet high on a little tiny spot. You know, I got to beware of crowd surfers. I, for overkill's photo shoot, I was laying in pigeon crap, like <laughs> trying to get the right angle. You know, I think there's a shot of me and the butcher babies on the left where I'm like standing on the drum riser, taking that, you know, typical band in front of the crowd shot. You know, it's yeah. my, my job has a lot of variety, which is cool. You know, it keeps it fresh. Yeah. There, there's a couple other things I want to do here. So I'm going to switch over. Um, this Ooh. is your Instagram. And there are a couple of images on here I wanted to look at. Um, I won't focus. I wouldn't see enough of it. So um, is this, uh, how, how long ago is this picture of this been taken? Um, I oh, can't 2012. See. I was like, I can't see the copyright date because it's behind your little <laughs> head and my memory's horrible. <laughs> but you know, during COVID, like I'm just trying to fish for stuff to post to like, yeah. you know, keep, keep oh, my Instagram fresh. So it's like, hey, it's clown's birthday. Let's post a picture of clown or, you know, so. Yeah. Well, the, the question about the timing wasn't a, uh, criticism all I just um I'm you know these guys are so colorful um uh like I, I, I go ahead it's hard to take a bad slipknot photo it's like it's hard to take a bad kiss photo if you're wearing a costume or makeup you don't have to work very hard I mean I just shot avatar at at aftershock and you know they're so the singer's so colorful and flamboyant like so many of my shots were amazing mud vein same thing yeah um, I was going to ask, is this Luke Perry? It is. I don't do a lot of selfies. 
Uh, this was actually, but, or I try not to post too many selfies on my Instagram, sure. but uh, Luke Perry was, he was doing video work at the time. This was a Metal Blade anniversary party and Doug Pinnock uh, from King's X yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I love Luke Perry. Like you have to take a picture of me. And then Luke was like, well, let's all get in a photo together. So I handed my camera off and somebody took a picture of the three of us. So I don't even think I asked for the, uh, the selfie. I think Luke told me to do it. And then of course he passed away. Yeah. So it's another one of those like, oh, well, it's nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a great shot. Uh, you look great. Um, Luke looks great. And I've been a Doug Pinnock fan since Gretchen goes to Nebraska. Uh, Doug's a sweetheart. I did. I think my first photo session with King's X was probably early 90s, mid 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah, such a talented guy. And Doug lives like a mile around the corner from me. So I run into oh, him at he? like the, yeah, I run into him at the car wash or something like that. And I'm like, what's up? And he's got, I, somehow he's found the fountain of youth because he's like in his 70s now. Duke. Yeah. And he's still ripped. And he'll tell you, he's like, I, I'm like, did you say you're like 6'3 and like 140 pounds? He's like 139. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, but still ripped. Like, yeah, I yeah his Instagram is a lot of shirtless selfies. So is it? Oh my gosh, that makes me feel bad. I can't do that, and I'm half his age. Um, let's see, there were a couple of other here. Oh, I know what I wanted to do. Oh, here's a here's a dime bag image that's really cool. Yeah, I really I think that was at the Shrine Auditorium. Probably I don't know what the date says on that, but it's probably early '90s. I'd guess like '94. Yeah, there's just it. something really simple about this with the light. Just kind of just the light coming in. straight down, you know. Again, it, it it you can't see his face, but you know who it is. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, I was such a fan when Pantera first came out, and I worked at Red Magazine, so that was the case. Where at the time, I I was a staff photographer, photo editor at Rip, so I could I would shoot everything on spec because we might do a feature on Pantera and need some right. live shots, so I had them. So back then, it was it was a lot easier doing that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a great image. Just look at Thanks. this too. Oh, and I, like I said, when somebody passes, it's like, oh, you want to memorialize them. And I love trouble. It was that's sad as well. Yeah. But you know, these are, this is, uh, here's a good image. <laughs> Derek is the brother I never wanted to have. We, <laughs> He would flip me off. He flips me off from stage. He flips me off backstage. Now I'm like, come here, give me a hug. And I get this. Um, so it seemed only fitting. I posted that for his birthday. Uh, it's Derek of Overkill. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, hilarious, fun person to be with. And then Jill Janice, another one. Aw, and my friend. James Lomenzo. He... Uh, I met him actually when uh, he was in Megadeth the first time. And then I think I put this up just when he rejoined. Yeah, that's a great image. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, you, I think I pulled this originally for one of his endorsers. Is that, is that, um, did you manipulate the, the photo to have his, to, to, or did you t uh, move your camera in order to get him like at this angle with the, with the guitar going straight up? So it's a little bit of both. It's kind of a diagonal shot and he's kind of pulling the guitar up. And so to fit the, the, it, I think it, I had it a little bit of like at a 45 degree angle, I think to fit the Instagram format, I might've turned it a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, the composition of it's really cool. The way the, the guitar kind of is the thing here. Um, Talk I've, about fountain of youth. 
but he's yeah. one. I mean, yeah. you know, people know he was in White Lion. So oh that was a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah, gosh, you, you captured all the greats. I want to go over to your Facebook now and look at a couple of pictures. So um, this guy is one of my like 80s favorite, eight, Mile uh, Matijevic. I think I'm saying his name right, right? From uh, Steelheart. Better than me. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Milo, Milo. Some people call him Mike, I think, but I think his actual name is Milinovic or something. But um, he goes by Mile, I think. But this is a great image of him. Um, I wanted to ask, just because I'm such a fan of what he did vocally, uh, where did you wh where where did you get this one? So I, I, mean, I, I you know what makes me think of he's kind of doing that Jeff Tate pose, and I know you like Jeff Tate too, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of that Jeff Tate pose. Yeah. Um, this was so his bass player is Martin Anderson, who I've known since I was like 20 years old. Martin used to play for Lizzie Borden, and then and and George Lynch. He played in George Lynch's uh, was it Lynch? I think it was just George Lynch maybe Lynch bomb, but then he now plays in Steelheart. And so he does this big charity event called from classical to rock um, used to be every year where they would mix classical uh, students and professional rock musicians and have them do kind of a combo of classical and rock and all the music benefited uh, music uh, for children in school. Oh, wow. So Milo was the guest singer. Mille. Mille, I think. He was the guest singer uh, <laughs> the, uh, probably the last time we did it. And uh, Martin had always hired me as like their staff photographer. So, you know, it was, like I said, you know, you get metal guys. You had uh, Monty Pittman who was who plays guitar for Madonna, but he's also was in prong and has a solo record on Metal Blade. Chris Broderick, who's from Megadeth plays in In Flames now. And then you had Martin who played in Steelheart and, and Lizzie playing with, you know, guy, classical music. So yeah. that's what this is all. Yeah, he's, a, um, he's pretty popular overseas too. I've seen him do some guest appearances on big TV productions in um, Asia Pacific region. I mean, the following is crazy considering, I mean, like, I mean, to be honest, Steelheart wasn't all that much on my radar. I mean, I knew one song from the eighties and then I'm like, wow, they're still around and people are still like crazy for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you have that one or two song that just hit the stratosphere and then you, you kind of cement a certain amount of allegiance from some fans kind of forever. Right. Um, yeah. There's or you get some like a band like Europe who has the final countdown that, you know, plays every sporting event. I'm like, that's oh. right. Yeah. Ho I'm hope I'm hoping that those guys are all set up from the royalties on that. So if you look at that really white picture right next to my head, that's that's Lizzie Borden in like 92. And that's when I first met Martin, who's the bass player for Steelheart. And I think I was 19 when I took that quick snapshot backstage. Yeah, that one you just had your the pointer over right above that. Yeah, right there. This one? I can't really see it, but yeah, he's the guy in the top right corner is the bass player for Steelheart now. Oh, man. All the connections. Um this is it's a small metal world, right? A small metal world. This, I mean, this is one of those ones where you just capture such a cool moment. I mean, the, it's just beautiful. I know that that seems a silly thing to say, maybe with metal, but no, um, it's all good. Uh, the way this, the the lighting is capturing him with his hair and stuff. Uh, he has to love this picture. 
I'm all, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Oh, it's, it's Jake. A, yeah. It's Jake. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've known Jake since he was 15. Oh, um, wow. And so just to see him grow and develop and play in bigger and bigger bands has been amazing. And his own band, Witherfall, is doing great. So he's always, I think he's almost 30 now, um, 29. So I, he's always hired me to do his photos. So I, it's always a pleasure for me to go shoot him live. Like I think of him as like, you know, the son I never had. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're doing better, but they are, they're a band that I think deserves a much bigger audience. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess all bands maybe do, but uh, I think they're really, really underrated. And uh, just like you were saying, that small metal world, his singer sings for Sanctuary, which was the singer for Nevermore. And, and you know, I, I, I shot Nevermore from their inception until, you know, I did their last few promo shots until they were no more. And so it's just like, oh. So there's a case where knowing the guitar player for sure. That's that's Phil Demmel from well, he was in Machine Head at the time, now of violence. Um, but we've been friends forever. I've known him forever. And uh yeah, he was definitely posing for me. I think uh, it was just me and one other photographer that uh, got the whole set. So we were we were shooting the whole two hour machine head set and uh, he posed for me. Yeah, I love I love the the blend of white to yellow and his face and the guitar looking down the neck. Um, yeah, I'm just really impressed with with the imagery you pull together. Um, oh, th- I had to ask about this one. Is that a <laughs> is that a pig's head? You know, I'm got. I'm trying to even remember the band. I feel like it was ancient, but it was. Did I put what band it was in there? I can't see it from. No, me. it says all it says is 2014. A happy Halloween. Like in the, I wasn't sure in the in the comments or the description oh, if I had a band. My favorite shot of uh Verlatak. Am I saying that oh, right? Yeah. Club yeah. Nokia. I can't so, pronounce it. Sorry. I can't pronounce the name either. But I also <laughs> shot them at the Troubadour, um, but it was much darker at the Troubadour. But yeah, uh I don't know what kind of head that was, but it's great for Halloween, so why not, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it look it looks like a pig's head, which is. Really we talked about the Chris Barnes photo last time. Oh, which one's this? It's cutting it off for me, so I'm like I can see half the photo, so I'm trying to figure out is oh. that mastodon. It uh, it it is mastodon. So you know you were saying that you know metalheads don't care if they're old or whatever, and Troy from Mastodon just came out at AfterShock with full gray hair, and I was oh, like, yeah. remember when metalheads had to look like Steel Panther? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a bunch of guys coming out of COVID who just um, just embraced it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that says they can't color it back up if they want to at some point. Um, this is an uh, interesting photo. So you know, it's uh, making a studio out of wherever you're located. I think I I, I mentioned this last time we talked that. Uh, we were at the Metal Blade offices and Chris wanted to do a shot covered in blood. Oh, so yes, we did it right. in the executive bathroom shower. And this was actually Brian Slagle's office and it was marble, like actual marble shower. And we got blood in it. So after this shoot, me and Chris were in there with bleach and a toothbrush trying to scrub all the grout <laughs> and get all the blood out. And we're like, no one told Brian what we did. And it was it was probably a month later before Brian Slagle came up to me and was like, blood in my shower who said you could do that i'm like, your artist it was your photo <laughs> uh it's a very provocative image 
the story the just time, makes Chris it. Chris is like, we better not get in trouble for this. I'm like, oh, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> but they used that for all his promo and the ads. It was great. Yeah. There, gosh, there's so many we could look at. Are there any images that we haven't um, touched on you want to direct me to that you're proud of or were crazy? Well, or so some of the things I'm proud of, like, were back on my website. Like, you skipped over the gallery that was, like, the, the actual print work I've done. So oh, yeah. this section, if you scroll across this, like, the best, seeing your pictures online, everybody has a Facebook account, Instagram account. So that's, oh, that's right. great. You might get it on you know, website, but, you know, to have Jeff Tate's record, you know, the cover of the Teresa's record, the soil record. Um, so Jeff Tate, all for his solo, so, ah, solo record, the Arm and Saint album. I did a lot of work with that. We were out of downtown LA. The birds flying was just, I was waiting for them to get ready. And I was bored taking pictures of the pigeons and they decided to use that as the album cover. Yeah. So the picture of the band was the inside fold out, but the pigeons ended up making the album cover. That's really cool. Um, so a lot of this stuff is just, you know, seeing your stuff in print is so awesome. Yeah. I'm Actually, like, I'm oh. glad you directed us back here because there were some on my list that I wanted to see. They're Jackson all... guitar ads. Yeah. Um, John Five, the, again, make it what you have. We did this at his house. He had a black floor, but then we had to like, the, the wall was white. So we had to darken the wall, but for Marshall amps and uh, the, the guitar ad on the right was done upstairs at Club Nokia. Um, okay. Cause he was there. So it was kind of like, all right, let's make this into an ad. That was from the golden gods, you know, just probably the same shot I had that cool close-up of him uh, at Soundcheck, but two-page spread. This was for Guitar World. And John has those horns hanging up in his living room. And oh, he's like, he? I've always wanted to kind of take a photo. And I'm like, this is going to look killer. Yeah, so does. I lit him with a green light, not Photoshop. I had a green light behind him and we lit him. I mean, the hardest part about this is he's got a table in front of him. He's got four cats around. You know, I'm, I'm trying to not break anything. And I got all these like light stands and everything around him and shooting over a table. Yeah. You know, we're not in a studio, so... But you know that's part of the magic is you it, once you frame it in right, uh, all this you don't see that. It's just like the the camera I've got. You only see what I want you to see. The rest of the room's not is inter interesting. Um, of course. And what you've got here, as uh, I love the sort of shades of green and everything, and I like the fact that you're using real light versus a lot of uh, digital yeah. after effects. Thank you. Um, I think we talked about this. I went to Zach's house. That was for, uh, I think, Metal Hammer. Was this the same shoot where we, we with the big one on the on the on the top? Where we, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they used this because it was for his more like uh, acoustic record. Okay. But I I like the the other shot was more like powerful. They wanted more of like a a classical you know kind of vibe and yeah. The other I, ones, he's, I mean, he's carrying the it other like one's a more Zach axe. This one's more contemplative. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. fine. He can, he can be both. Um, there's the, there's the one you're talking about. With yeah. The knife thrower. Uh, I mean, it says I can split apples off a man's head. Um, right. Is that a for real? That's what he said. But you know, this was a, a, honestly, this was a 30 second photo shoot. So the fact that I got this and Alice has always been one of my all time favorite artists. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a really cool image. Um, I was going to ask about this because you've got um, all these. It looks like these guys are all like flipping cards. I brought the cards. It was all okay. props. So the the photo editor, art director for Metal Hammer had this idea of um, it's asking Alexandria. They got a new singer at the time. 
and they were going to be in Vegas. So I was kind of like with them in the day, but they were like, you know, we want to try and capture Vegas. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't shoot photos in a casino. So how are we going to do this? So I bought cards and dice and all this stuff. And then we went to the Las Vegas sign. Well, here's the other hard part. I didn't realize that normally at night, there's a line of 20 people trying to get their photo in front of the Vegas sign. Uh. So we're off to the side. So that's why the sign's kind of diagonal, but it's actually works. But it's directly in front of the sign, there's literally like 30 tourists waiting to get their picture taken or selfie in front of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. So I'm giving them all these cards and dice and I'm on the ground with a wide angle lens and they're throwing all this stuff at me. And so those are real cards. They're not Photoshopped in. They're throwing all this stuff at me. And we just kept doing, I mean, we didn't do a lot, but probably 20, 20 shots, you know, of them just trying to throw stuff at me to try and capture this image. Yeah, that's really cool. And I like their expressions. They're just kind of playful. Right. The hardest part was getting the cards not to cover their face because there was uh, lots of times they'd throw the cards up and the cards would be in their face. So there was probably only three or four images where, you know, somebody wasn't covered by one of the cards they were throwing. It's a really cool. This is really cool. Really creative. And creative in a way that's like, um, uh, I don't know how to say it. Sometimes you'll see an image where, where, you know, whether it's a photographer or anything else, there's, it's so labored, like the, the create that what's clever about it almost becomes kind of, it gets in the way. This is clever in a really fun way. Um, you know, cause the cards of course are con consistent with what you think about Vegas. I really right. like it. This is really creative. I think I bought him a few drinks that day too. Did you? <laughs> oh, and like this one, like I just shot alien weaponry that was at the uh, Navajo nation and oh. Oh, a hole in the rock. And, the Navajo people, they treated us so well and welcomed us like royalty. And, you know, a lot of times for stuff like this, you'd have to pay a, a fee um, for a permit. And they were like, take whatever you want, do whatever you want. So we didn't have a lot of time because it was in between like their sound check and they had all these meetings and everything. So we went and did this shot and, and I have it lit and it's right after the sun had set. So you could still see the hole in the rock behind them. And I think it's just called hole in the rock. But anyways, yeah. I like that shot a lot too. Yeah, the blues are really beautiful. You can and you've done a good job lighting their faces so we can see them. Yeah, that's a really good one. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Did we talk about this one? I, what's I he don't doing? Think <laughs> we did. So this was the Danzig Festival, Blackest of the Black. Um, so it was a festival in LA that was like headlined by Danzig, you know, like an Oz Fest, but it was Danzig Fest. Mm -hmm. And this guy was in the crowd. So Danzig always has a lot of like freak show kind of stuff. They had a lot of like people being hung by hooks and different like freak show performers. This guy actually came into the mosh pit and he's got a hook that goes into his nose and out his mouth. And I believe his name was Ozzy. I think it's Ozzy Black. I follow him on Instagram still. Um, Cause I think he might be part of like Cirque du Soleil or something now. Oh, gosh, wow. my memory's so bad. But anyways, he came up to me or he was coming around and I was like, hey, are you cool with me getting some photos? And he was like, absolutely. So, so he would come around me and I would shoot, but people are so jerks. People were trying to grab at the hooks and stuff. Like they could seriously hurt him. Yeah. So I would, 
And I always, when it's somebody that's not a performer on stage, I always ask, like asking Black Veil brides when they're standing by, you know, Metallica, I'm not just going to take their photo. I'm right. like, hey, are you guys cool with this? So I asked him beforehand. He was like, absolutely. So he came right up to me and kind of showed it to me. You could see the mosh pit and the stage in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But Metal Hammer loved it and used it as a full page photo for the the festival instead of any of the artist performers so you never know you know it's like 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 the guy in the wheelchair right. that was the big four but like that was one of my favorite images from the big four yeah it says it says something about metal that's kind of a like archetypal for the genre in a way that even a, a band image can't be um right. yeah and capturing also, the scene you yeah. know if you're shooting a live event you got to capture the scene not just the artist you yeah. know if you can Sometimes you're not allowed to, but I get sympathy pains looking at this. <laughs> I think it's cool. It I love a cool, free show, but I don't. I don't I like. How does he do that? That's crazy. Uh, let's see, there was a couple others I wanted to look at. Oh wow, that's the Chris. That was the one in the shower. We had to clean the blood up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That. Yeah. That's really. It's good to see the other <laughs> side of it. The one of Teresa's, that was actually on the beach in like Santa Monica, or Marina Del Rey. You should have seen us. It was probably noon or one o'clock in the afternoon, them walking out of the Century Media offices. And we like, you know, are out on the beach in the middle of the day, families are out there and everybody's looking at us like we're the biggest freak show. But um, it's great the way you get the orange warm light coming in from the side. Uh, and I had them lit up the front. So they were, um, you know, shadow, you know, you have to light the front when you're shooting with the sun behind them, or it's going to just be a silhouette. Yeah. So uh, that was a really fun shoot a long yeah. time ago. Now, yeah, this, 2013. So, I mean, uh, uh, was it like a, a zombie, um, an album that had some sort of. They always dress like that. Okay. That's their, That's their, their Slipknot Mud Vein. That's what they look like. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Walking Dead fan, so I'm kind of staring at all of the makeup. <laughs> uh, uh, here's some of your merch shots. The oh, merch. Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Wait, I got along great with Wayne Gretzky. So uh, uh, a friend of mine, Jennifer Clay, works at Skechers, and, and she was like, hey, we need a photographer to shoot you know, Wayne Gretzky for this little ad, you know, can you come and do it? He was also doing like a video for Skechers. So they were doing like a commercial. Yeah. And I we were in an ice rink. So I just set up like a backdrop portable studio off the corner of the ice rink. So when they weren't filming him, he came over and we did this shot. But I ended up hanging out with him for a lot of the day because there were so many people that were like Gretzky fans. Yeah. And he was just talking to me about like photography and BS and I know zero about sports. So him and most recently, Randy Johnson, baseball player. Yeah. I know zero about baseball, but Randy's a photographer. So we talked photography. Oh, I was nice. like messaging him yesterday and somebody, I was like, man, Randy didn't text me back. And they're like, you know, it's like baseball playoffs. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't follow sports. <laughs> well, so, you yeah. know. It's uh, it says something about I think the um, the altitude of your career because uh, Gretzky is otherwise known as the great one in in the hockey world, and Randy, um, I know him because I live in Seattle and he played for the Mariners for a long time, and I I was at a game where he threw a historic I think it was nineteen or twenty strikeouts. Um, oh wow! You know we called him the big unit. Uh, it was a big deal seeing right. Randy pitch back in his heyday. 
All oh. I know is I saw the bird video where he exploded a bird yeah. and he, you know, he's <laughs> when we, when we shoot together, we've shot a few live shows together. He's literally like two feet taller than me. So I can stand on my case on top of a ladder and he's still, you know, taller than me. So I'm just like, we shot next to each other at the house of blues one time. And he was trying to like spread Eagle so he could be shorter, but his feet are like this long. So I still couldn't pass him. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that much of a photography. Uh, oh yeah, enthusiast. I think he went to college for photography. Oh, um, okay. But you know, it's 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 one of those weird things. It's uh, I, I don't get very starstruck usually. I mean, you know, the, Howard Stern was probably the most starstruck I've ever been. Um, but you know, metal people are all family, and then sports people. I don't like sports, so I don't care. So we end up talking about other stuff. So again, like. Randy and I have never once mentioned baseball because I don't know anything about baseball. We talk photography. Yeah. And then when I was talking to Gretzky, it was just like, he, I think he was hanging out with me to stay away from the people that were kind of like, hey, can I get a photo? Hey, can I get an autograph? Because yeah. I'm like, cool hockey. Yeah, because that's, that's <laughs> all they, you know, they get that so much. It's probably nice just to have a normal conversation. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. I was going to ask you about this one. I, I love I, that image. I um, The image is glorious. And I hadn't, uh, if we talked about this last time, I didn't remember it because after, when I was looking through this stuff again in prep for this conversation, I went and watched a trailer for this film. It's um, like, I have, I'm going to go see it, not see it because it's probably not in theaters, but I'm going to watch this. Um, tell me about your connection at all with this film. Well, um, I think we briefly mentioned this. Okay. So this is this is Brandon Mendenhall. He is in a band called the Mendenhall Experiment, and he's got cerebral palsy. And he basically had this theory that if he could train himself to play guitar, it was basically therapy against his CP. So he he works really hard to like combat the CP. From from my understanding, it, you know, it seems like you know I'm like, hey, is that are you making that face? Cause you're going to make it a weird face or is that the CP when, whenever we do photos, he's like, sorry, it's the CP. Like his eyes do weird things. So he'll like to wear sunglasses. And it's like, he's literally fighting with his body to try and act, you know, the way he wants it to. Yeah. So um, his friend, uh, Sebastian made this documentary about his life, his struggle, trying to conquer it. He hooked up with monkey from corn and was a huge corn fan and made this film. Sebastian is a video guy primarily. And I met Sebastian from working a lot of the festivals. Sebastian worked with corn, uh, that festival that I shot um, head on stage. Sebastian was there doing corn's video stuff. So okay. it's kind of like how him and I connected, but I was always more of a still photographer. So he had asked me to do this shot of Brandon. And I had met Brandon a few times before. I know his manager, we were old school friends. So it was just, we had a lot of friends in common, but this shot, uh, there's downtown LA, there's a curb that's about, I don't know, it's probably 12 to 14 inches high, which is kind of high for a curb. We have cerebral palsy, it really sucks. And I'm making him carry a guitar and I'm like, okay, now jump off the curb, now do it again. Now wait for the train. And I have him lit. There's, there's a softbox off to the right of the photo that's, that's hidden out of frame. And we're on like 4th Street Bridge in downtown LA. And it was, we were trying to get him with 
sunset coming down over LA because it's kind of about his story coming to Los Angeles and becoming a rock star. And uh, it just happened that at one point the sun was coming down and I'm trying to get the sun. And all of a sudden a train comes. I'm like, I'm going to miss the sunset. Damn it, damn it, damn it. And one of the shots caught the sun just right as it is going behind the train. Oh, so man. we did a ton of shots here, but there was one and they kept promoting the movie. And I'm like, Sebastian, aren't you going to use that great sunset shot with the train? And he's like, we're saving it. We're saving it. So they waited. And this is actually, if you buy this movie as a DVD or if you buy it on Prime, uh, it's the it's the cover to the movie. And it was, I went to the screening. It was the post movie posters and everything. Yeah. So I'm really proud of this photo. It, it came out really nice. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a great shot. And uh, I haven't seen the film, but I watched a little bit of the trailer I watched the whole trailer and I, I saw a couple of other snippets and it um, one of the things that's cool is it captures kind of a feeling about the movie. Um, yeah. This, how you put this composition oh, together. You know what we briefly talked about it is because one of the other photos that you liked, um, they, they got a new singer and we were in the rain room. That's oh, yeah. Brandon. Brandon's okay. on the far right. It's the Mendenhall experience in the rain room. Okay. And now the, yeah, those, the, now you connected the dots. But uh, I mean, so one of the things we can do with this is we can commend people to go and check out this film. Um, I haven't seen Absolutely. it, but um, it looks, it looks very moving just, you know, hearing his story. And it's great My, to hear the backstory from you. The photo assistant I had on his last shoot went and saw the, the documentary before coming. And he was, he was like, I'm so moved. Like, I feel like a lazy POS not being able to do stuff when Brandon's got to deal with all this stuff and still manages to do it. And he was like, he was like, would it be okay if I took a selfie with Brandon? And I'm like, you know, if I'm shooting Joe Rockstar that I don't know very well, I would be like, absolutely not. But I know Brandon really well. I was like, come here, buddy, you know, yeah. and he, he has no problem with it. So, you know, he took photos of my photo assistant. It was great. That's really cool. He seems like a really cool guy. Um, super sweet. Some old photos. They so gotta put the old ones in there, right? For sure, these are awesome. Like Metal Maniacs hasn't existed in probably 20 years, but, <laughs> but this is, so that Lamb of God shot, that was at the Key Club in Hollywood. There was at most 20 people in the crowd. It was long what? before Lamb of God blew up. Really? Yep. The owner of Prosthetic Records asked me, he's like, hey, Metal Maniacs needs a live shot of Randy from Lamb of God and they're playing the Key Club. Can you go and shoot it? Absolutely. So this is the case where the label asked me to go because a magazine wanted the photo and at most 20 people there. Like, uh -huh. like I said, it was, it was the early days of Lamb of God. And then the next time I saw them, they opened up for Nevermore at the Knitting Factory, still probably 300 people and they were opening. Yeah, wow, crazy. How, how the world changes. Right? Here's a favorite group of mine. Kate's, Kate's Morning. Morning. Yeah, I love Ray so, Elder. I've known Ray since I've probably been, I don't know, 22. I've known Joey since I've been probably 20. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I've known him forever and his wife. They're like two of my best friends in the whole wide world. Ray and I used to be drinking buddies before I got sober <laughs> way back in the day. Um, so so Jim Matheos, it's basically Fate's Warning is his baby. And, and he's hired me to do the last couple of Fate's Warning um, promo shots. But this one was, hey, we need some new shots because I I don't, I don't know why it was, I think maybe it was, they had the new touring guitar player or maybe they didn't have any photos with Bobby Jarzombek, 
who knows? But this is actually in the dressing room of the Whiskey A Go Go. I set up a black backdrop and I have a light behind them to kind of make them glow and, you know, taking taking lemons and making lemonade out of it. There's only so much you can do with the dressing room. So we kind of just made that came out nice. No, it's a it's a good image. It's a good, good uh, shot of all of those guys. And it's another band that's, um, you know, for as much as maybe progressive metal fans know their name, I think is drastically underrated. Um, Ray's one of my favorite vocalists. Next time you talk to him, tell him to answer my my emails through their website because I want to put him on my show. Oh, he is not on social media really, but uh, I can hit him up. Yeah, I yeah, he's a he's he's also Fates is also um, um, Dagna's favorite band. That really? He, yeah, like not even close. There's not even a the, the, uh, whoever second is a distant second. <laughs> I mean, they're they're one of those bands. They definitely have hardcore fans. Actually, I think one of the first times I met Ray, I went to see Fate's Warning with Joey Vera opening up. So back in the '90s, Joey oh, Vera wow. had a solo band, and I went with Brian Slegel, the owner of Metal Blade. And you know, see how Ray has long dark hair. Yeah. Somebody saw me come off the Fate's Warning tour bus, and they're like, oh, "Do you know Ray Alder?" I'm all he's my brother why and they're like well oh, we would do anything to meet him and i was like i've had a few drinks and i'm like mm, let's see 20 bucks and i'll get you on the bus <laughs> nobody took me up on the offer but i was trying that's so funny yeah like you get you guys do have the same hair yeah it's a good that's a good lie oh boy you guys you just have so many great great images of great players yeah, I was looking at these ones earlier today, too. Jeff Loomis, he's a local hero up here. That was done in my living room. Is that right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've known Jeff since I was about, I don't know, 22, 20. I've known Jeff. Let's, let's not age me. Let's see. I've known Jeff 25 plus years. And so, uh, you know, it's his solo record. It's just him. It's not a band. I'm like, yeah, we'll just do it in my living room. We'll save the cost of a studio fee. I normally wouldn't have an artist I don't know here, but, you know, Jeff's family. Yeah. I, is um you don't have to answer this, but I I thought he lived in Seattle still. He does. Okay. Oh, but he was he had come to L.A. to do uh promo promo I think uh, okay. interviews for his upcoming solo record. Oh, you, you said and your living room. My living room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I misheard that. I've done shoots in his living room too, but that uh, was, we did Metal Edge like when they were in the studio for Enemies of Reality for Nevermore. Uh, I was in the studio with them, which was his basement basically so we did photos in there um and this is nikki strauss isn't it nita nita sorry um, yes is this for a, it says a music store is this some kind of um it's a magazine catalog cover? it's okay. a catalog so i thought it was uh, it, i think it's an australian giant music store um catalog and i wasn't familiar with it but one of the guys the the fill-in bass player from alien weaponry texted me and said hey i'm in this giant music store they have in australia and i see your photo credit on this catalog i'm trying to get a copy for you um would you like one i'm like absolutely like yeah. it's cool but i met nita when she was still in the iron maiden she actually bless her heart she came up to me and it's like you're stephanie cabral aren't you i'm a fan of your work and i'm like okay uh, that's cool like, She's like, I play in the Iron Maidens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've actually never seen the Iron Maidens, but I hear good things. I can't wait to see you play. And it was like two months later, she joined Alice Cooper. Oh, so wow. I was like, right on her. So, yeah, I've known Nita for a long time. 
Yeah, you seem to have connections with most everybody. That shot of Warhol was also done in my living room. The Nevermore guys get living room treatment. We, be, <laughs> we get to be cheap. <laughs> yeah, Warhol, Dane. Uh, Dagna toured with Warhol. Right, right. That's how I met Dagna. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, we have a little movie group. We're watching all of the um, all of the rock and metal. We watched uh, Rockstar the other day, and then we watched um, Spinal Tap. Awesome. That's like, that's, uh, that's like our... This is a really great image here. I've seen this one on your site in a couple of places, cause, uh, but it's black and white here. Uh, right. The magazine you... did that. Okay. Yeah. It's um, and, and he's got, you can't see as much right, at least with the website, but he's got some blood on his face. Yeah. Uh, it's actually makeup. So it, he has that painted on his face. Well, that's what I mean. They're not real blood, but. Right. But he's painted so, something. So that's Galder from Demo Burger. And uh, at the time he was doing a solo record called, you know, for his band, Old Man's Child. And the label approached me, hey, we need some promo shots of Galder. He'll be at the NAMM show. Can you do some photos there of him? So we're in his hotel room with a backdrop set up. I'm stepping on his bed and he's posing for me. There's another shot um, somewhere on one of my social medias or sites that, um, it's a reflection of him. He's sitting in the hotel bathroom on the counter with the reflection of him in the mirror. And I have it lit with a blue gel. So it's like two galders that are blue. And that's one of my favorite images. That's so yeah. A, I, get, I saw that one on the site. We should find it. Maybe it is on the top. It might've been one of my. It's hard to remember everything. I've been shooting like 30 years. Give me a break, Peter. My memory's horrible. I want to find it because I, I know the one you're talking about. And it's it's um that's the one that's in color. Now there it is. Oh, is there it, it is. Yep. Yeah. Not color. But you can, you can but here you can get the you can see the, the oh it's yeah, the same sorry. session. You're not seeing it, you're not seeing it as well as we are. But yeah, oh, okay. so he's so um he's got some it, it looks like um some fake blood or something that he's put to right. like, like tears that he's crying. I think it is. He was, he emptied his mini bar and was like doing his makeup. It was such a fun shoot. We had a couple of people from the label in the room and I think he emptied his mini bar and then sent the label out to get more booze. But I think we probably worked for maybe an hour in his hotel room, but it was so much fun. One of the funnest shoots I've done considering what I had to work with. There's something happened to my thing here. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's uh, technology. Um, I wanted to kind of pull it down. But um, it's not cooperating. Let me go back to the. Let me go back to this. So, um, gosh, Stephanie, it's overwhelming how much um, how much great work you've done. What's what do you, I mean? What are some of the things you've got coming up next? Ooh, uh, it's still pandemic time. So uh, yeah. let's see. Right now, it was photoshopping Simon Phillips, who was a drummer for Judas Priest for Sin After Sin when he was 19 or 17. And, but his, his jazz project, I'm, uh, was just, he's, he's taken one of my photos and make it into his album cover. So I was just working on some of that. Um, there's uh, Brian Slegel's doing a metal blade book. So I need to pull some more photos for that. Uh, mostly computer work right now, I think. I just finished editing all my Aftershock photos. Mm. Um, so now I'll probably pull some of the photos that, uh, the magazine might not necessarily use, but our friends of mine like Death Angel and uh, use some of those <laughs> just for social media and, you know, because I love them. Yeah. 
And Testament, well, Testament's going to be in the magazine, so yeah, they can wait. Well, gosh, it's been um, it's been really fascinating to hear some of the the creative and um, you know personal stories behind so many of these images. You have a a hundred percent. You have a gift. I'm glad that that this is what you get to do full time because um, you know this is such a an important. You know, I'm not high minded about it, but it's a really important part of the culture getting to, you know, capture all of this stuff. And um, because like I said last time, I'm one of those guys years ago used to go and buy the magazine so that I could look at the photos. Um, Now we get to do it this way. So keep keep sharing these on your social media. I think it's great. And um, we'll do everything we can to keep pointing people uh, at it. I mean, I know your bread and butter is working with the bands, but I think the fans um, more that we can kind of bring attention to it to the fans the better. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me um, and kind of geek out about this stuff since um, since you're the person that I know a few other photographers, but I'm very enamored of your work. So that's why I wanted to, to bring you back and spend some time. I really appreciate it. And I'm a diehard metalhead, so I could talk metal 24-7 all the time, <laughs> every day. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, it's good. to. I mean, that's one of the, the things that um, that's interesting about the culture is that um, people inside metal can usually find that connection and have con- long conversations um, just kind of impromptu. I think it's a really cool part of the community. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it really you is. You come in some friends with a metalhead. You can. You absolutely can. I mean, I, the, the, the best example I have that on my show is uh, I'd never met Russell Allen before. I had him on the show. We did a seven-hour um, show. where We just planned an hour. And then after we we turned off the cameras, we talked another nine hours. So crazy, were, you know. It's, uh, um, and that's it's not because we're uh, it's just because we're metalheads. You know, we get to right. share this culture. But um, this this uh, work is so great. Um, I I think I followed you on on Instagram. I'm going to start having to share more of your stuff because this is just um, it's really so good. And it's you run the gamut from like stuff that's really sort of dramatic to stuff that's really playful. I dig it. Well, thank you. All right, Stephanie. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, Stick on so I can say a personal goodbye, and then we'll let everybody else go. All right. Thank you for having me. You bet. Bye-bye.